welcome to the podcast of Evolution of Your True Self, where you are metamorphosizing into the true you. I'm your host, Aisha Robinson. Now, welcome to episode three of season two, the official episode, because midweek and forever in prayer. And then we confidence boost of our birth are two like mini, I guess, segments. However, this is official officially episode three of season two. And I thank you for tuning in. I thank you, Lord, for just inclining your ears to hear what the Lord is trying to say through me to you, as well as me getting a full understanding of what the Lord wants to do through me. Um this this episode is called Exchanging of Spirits Through Impartation, Part 1. And the key scripture um, is 1 Samuel 16, 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, impartation is a spirit transferred to something or someone, whether it be from person to person, person to animal, animal to person, animal to object, or object to person. As a result of this exchange of the spirit, it can be evil, it could be a holy exchange taking place depending upon what spirit is dwelling within the person or atmosphere where the exchange is taking place. Because evil and the only Holy Spirit, the only Holy Spirit, cannot reside in the same person at the same time. The scripture for Samuel chapter 16 verses 14 indicates the Spirit of the Lord departed, left Saul. The evil spirit was allowed to take over Saul. The reason why I said allowed by the Lord is because the scripture said evil spirit sent from the Lord was given unto Saul. However, no evil of any form can come from the Lord, according to Virgin John 1 5. Now, before I get into that scripture, I'm talking about impartations because a lot of people don't understand how impartation works. And in this season of our lives, I feel like going places you're not supposed to go, being amongst people, letting people speak over you is key to deliverance and freedom and being liberated in Christ from whatever is trying to keep you oppressed in and and disobedience to God. Because at the end of the day, if an impartation has taken place, you're not going to be operating the full capacity of which the Lord had created you to because you have been, you had allowed the Holy Spirit to be removed or you allowed the evil spirit to take over because of your disobedience to the Lord. However, the Lord can never dwell in the same space as an evil spirit because nothing in God is evil. He can't even produce evil. It was saving the seed of Satan that replicated evil. Though he created Satan, this the first sin came up was pride. Well, actually, everybody says it's pride. But the Holy Spirit revealed that it's actually deception. Because in order for you to feel, get pride, you have to be deceived within yourself. So Satan deceives himself that he can be like God. That's how pride boasts up for him to think that he can be greater than, than God. And that's what he did to Eve. He deceived her. 
to think opposite of what the Lord has already spoken to her. So first sin was deception. Second sin was pride. However, that was not produced by God. God allowed it because he's not a God of robot. Oh, I'm going to make you do this. No, he wants a genuine relationship with you. So why would he make you do anything that you don't want to do? That's how a relationship works. You have to allow the person to choose whether they want to be with you or you're not. And it's your choice whether to choose evil or good. But I digress. Let's talk about 1 John 1, 5. And the reason why I said and the Lord allowed the evil spirit. This message of God's promise revelation, which we have heard from him and now announced to you that God is the light. He is holy. His message is truthful. He is perfect in righteousness. And in him, there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. And this is the amplified version to that scripture. When the scripture states an evil spirit sent from the Lord, the scripture is saying that Yahweh allowed the enemy to come into a person's life. And I have that scripture to back that up in Job chapter 2 verses 6 to 12 the lord and satan were having a discussion about who the enemy can test or have access to in a person the lord recommended Job because he was an upright and faithful man who will stand the test of endurance for the lord which the lord knew however the enemy could not touch Job because the main thing was yahweh covered Job, which is emphasized in verse 6 Verse 6 emphasized that Yahweh can only hand you over to Satan or demons if you're obedient. In addition, this example scripture goes to show that Yahweh only covers those who are obedient to him and his word. Secondly, the enemy has to be granted access to your life by first going to Yahweh, just like any like the enemy went to Yahweh about seeing who can test and he can attest and afflict. Every demon or even Satan himself has to ask Yahweh to have access to a person. However, if you are openly and willingly doing the things of Satan, you have already given the legal grounds for the kingdom of darkness to come into your life because you're not operating in the affairs of Christ. As I stated in the last episode, um, cut. Colossians 3, 5 through 9 states, So put to death and deprived of power the evil lungs of your earthly body, earthly body with its sensual, self-centered instincts, immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desires, greed, which any kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. Because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming. The sons of disobedience, those who fail to listen, who routinely and absolutely disregard God's precepts. And these sinful things you also once walked when you were habitually limiting them without the knowledge of Christ. But now you rid yourself of all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, obscene, abusive soulful vulgar language from your mouth that means cursing do not lie to one another for you have stripped off the old self with its evil practices which means the things when you were operating in your flesh doing the things of Satan. that's when 
the whole evil spirit was was able to access you. However, once you become in the fullness of the knowledge of Christ and his precepts, you cannot operate in them things because that's no longer your old self. It's your, you have, once you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you're in the process of the Lord justifying, uh, sanctifying you, you are being purged of all the unrighteousness that you did when you operated for Satan's kingdom. So therefore, you cannot, the Holy Spirit was not dwelling within you if you were operating in the things of Satan which is the things of the flesh, your sinful nature. Paul is stating that people only who operate in evil things are not of Christ, which is emphasized in verse 7. Hence, going back to my first statement that two spirits cannot dwell within the temple of Yahweh, you either have a clean spirit filled with the Holy Ghost, which allows you to operate in the things of Christ, you have an unclean spirit filled with a demon or demons, which allows you to operate in the things of Satan due to you doing some, and if not all, described in Galatians uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. However, demons can try to manifest themselves in a person to try to keep them oppressed, which pushes them to denounce or renounce their covenant with Yahweh due to them giving up hope and fighting with the word of Yahweh to resist the enemy. This is done by the spirit of fear because remember the spirit of fear is not was not given to you by Yahweh. It was given to you by Satan. Because according to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7 states, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Fear comes from the enemy. So if you feel like you are need deliverance or have um you feel like you are continue to just be oppressed and you like I, I didn't fast I didn't pray and I have the a, a preacher anointed preacher from sent from Yahweh to deliver me but if demon continue to manifest itself in me no you're delivered you're free he wants you to think there by keeping you in fear so you won't pre uh say your only weapon which is the word of God the word of God is your weapon. Your prayer is your weapon. Faith is your weapon to, to really get rid of Satan. It's constantly in your ear about the negative things. And he's one, he wants you to believe you're not here. He wants you to believe you're not free. But you are. Remember, you don't hope for victory. You see in a place of victory because of what Jesus did on the cross over 4,000 years ago. And if you don't can continue to fight a word against him he's gonna always kind of come back and continue to manifest himself or being or even sent people to to speak against who god has called you to be you gotta know the difference love fear comes from the enemy as i said when you operate in power love and a sound mind from yahweh you are able to see the attacks from the enemy in the spiritual realm and you will learn how to use the weapon of destruction which is god words and prayer these two weapons of destruction will allow you to resist the enemy by focusing on the power of Yahweh and the power that Yahweh has given you to defeat the enemy who has already been defeated. You gotta remember the enemy been defeated a long time ago. He don't want you to keep reminding yourself of that. Resisting the enemy and he will flee from you because he realizes that he cannot win a battle if a person stands on the promises of Yahweh. He cannot cultivate the mind. If he knows that you know the word of God and who you are in Christ. Identity and awareness of identity in Christ is key to your success in 
the resisting of the enemy. The scripture says the word of Yahweh is like a fire. When you think about fire, fire is destructive. It destroys anything in its path. So Jeremiah, according to Jeremiah 23, 29, it states, Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. I actually learned this from a lady that I um used to follow. However, I'm not I'm not allowed to expose her name because the Lord hasn't called me to do that in this season. However, but she stated that when you see E-T-H or any T-H, and then it means continuously. So when you continuously firing that word, giving it to the devil, giving it, feeding it to yourself, you're destroying everything that's not of Christ in you. You're breaking it, breaking it down. You're destroying it. And so the Lord and the Holy Spirit can purge you and cleanse you all of righteousness so you can be seen, so you can start operating in the fruit of the spirit. When you are fighting the word of Yahweh in prayer and declaration, it is destroying everything on the path that is standing in the way of Yahweh's deliverance and liberation for his child. With that being said, if you are not operating in the spirit of Yahweh, you will not be able to fight the word of God because your heart is far from him, though your lips may say the things of Christ. Because what comes out the mouth is what already was in your heart through your actions as shown that your heart and everything in you are far from Yahweh. See Matthew 15 verses 8 through 20. Now another scripture that addresses that a demon and the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in the same space is Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 28. Now this scripture, when I first read it, I just was like, Lord, how does this correlate? Because the scripture in the beginning addresses that the unbelief of Yahweh can be denied, cannot be denied. Because um, he can't, when you, anybody that wants everyone gets to heaven become judge, the Lord is saying you cannot say that you didn't know. Everything around a person, even the person itself, themselves know that it's something higher than them. Because it's, it's your, your, your spirit man needs the yearning. It's, it's trying to fill the void. It's either going to fill the void of the, of the world or it's fill the void with the things of Christ. Um, so someone someone that's not even born of the faith is a part of them yearns for more. And that is according to Ecclesiastes chapter, that whole chapter 6. And I will circle back with that scripture to correlate with Romans 1. However... In verses 18 and 21 in Romans chapter 1, it emphasizes that no one can deny Yahweh due to their, like I said, the evidence around them and their spirit man within them. Now, this scripture is also continued with saying that he, Yahweh, gives unbelievers over unto the abomination of their desires, which resulted in the spirit of unbelief and the spirit of carnality being their slave. There's always a part of a person that is yearning to fill the void of their soul. However, many choose to ignore this feeling because of fear, spirit of fear paralyzing the person from the pain that is manipulating them to believe the deception of the enemy. They are not healed, as I was stating before. And he don't want you to know the power that you truly have within yourself by you being healed, through you becoming healed. 
because the saying is heal ears hear differently and it's a true statement now when you are not when you feel or you being really believing the enemy lies and deception that you're not healed and set free the person will walk blindly in the false identity that the enemy has given them and hence, if Yahweh can turn an unbeliever over to their selfish and lawful desire, who is not Yahweh to not do the same for a believer that knows the truth and operate and chooses to operate as an unbeliever and intentionally ignore the principles of Yahweh? Now, let's circle back. How does this correlate with um, Romans chapter 1 correlate with Ecclesiastes 6? Ecclesiastes 6 is describing what type of life a person has when they ch- chase the things of the flesh, which is chasing the things of the wind, which is emptiness. Emphasizing Ecclesiastes 6 or verse 9, your soul is still not satisfied and your flesh will continue to crave the things of this world if it does not come under the submission of Yahshua by the Holy Spirit. As a result, the Holy I'm sorry, excuse me. Your soul is fully aware that it needs more than physical things to sustain itself. The scripture in Romans 1 stating that your spirit knows it is, which is you who chooses to deny. Nevertheless, a believer is openly and intentionally doing the opposite of Yahweh. It's saying... And showing Yahweh, he is not their Lord and Savior, but the enemy is. Instantly, instantly you operate as an enemy of Christ, according to Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 9. And it states, For those who are living according to their flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit, his will and purpose, which is, you know, the Lord's Abba, Yahweh. And the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. The mind of the flesh, with its sinful pursuits, is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's laws, since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh, living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses, cannot please God. However, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by the sinful nature, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God lives in you, redirecting and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. So Paul is stating that your flesh cannot please Yahweh because it's it's operating out of a sinful nature. And remember, the spirit of God is holy. Once Yahweh hands a person over to his or her fleshful desires, which is the flesh, he no longer abides in that person because the evil spirit was given access to take over and operate in wickedness through the person. And remember, circle back, 1 John 1, 5. No wickedness, no evil within a person cannot. God God is not that. He cannot. He does not have wickedness or evil within him, which results in him not being able to sit or dwell in the atmosphere that goes against who he is. Which is why, I'm sorry, which is why, why would you think both evil spirit and Yahweh can dwell in the same space? If Yahweh cannot produce evil or wickedness, the answer will forever be no. 
a Holy Spirit and the evil person cannot dwell in the midst of the person. Um, which is why two spirits cannot dwell in the person at the same time, the Holy Spirit and the evil spirit. Because the reason why I'm talking about this because I want people to really understand that um, the people have been imparted with evil spirits and don't know, or I'm not going to say don't know, they're wa- they're blindly walking in of uh, the identity that they are covered by the blood of the Lamb when an evil spirit is actually in th- because if the, you are able to go in certain places and without the conviction and do certain things, it goes against the will of God. Mm-mm, that's not a spirit. The Holy Spirit is not within you. Because you have to remember God is holy. Why would you do opposite of what being being holy is? You're fornicating, but oh no, I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb. Why would you think... That means the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Why do you think having sex outside of marriage, you think the Holy Spirit is dwelling within it? No. He's not. You drinking and smoking. No, the Holy Spirit has, mm-mm, mm-mm. The Holy Spirit left as soon as you took that first sip. You're in the midst of darkness. Why would you think the Holy Spirit will be with you in the dark? In a dark place where you choose to step your feet at. In a place that has different type of dark spirits in the space. No, he's going to leave. Now, if he sent you there and called you to a certain place. Let me, okay. Let me, let me, let me describe this. If the Lord has called you to a certain place like, hey, I need you to go this, this place. No, it's not going to be comfortable for you, but I'm in the midst where you are. That is the only way. You can go somewhere there where his darkness is. If the Lord ain't seen you, you're willing to go there and do things that's opposite of what the Lord has called you to do. So therefore the spirit is not gonna dwell with you. And let me say, because people do not believe in impartation taking place as a believer of Christ due to them thinking they're being covered by the blood, which is very much so true. Yahweh covers you through your obedience to him and what he has told you to do. However, you can give access and open door for the enemy to come into your life when you go places and do things that the Holy Spirit cannot dwell amongst or in. This is why understanding what impartation is, what it looks like, and what happens is so important. Embarkation can happen in many ways, such as a touch, a place, words spoken over you, food, sex, music, drugs, and drinking. The reason why these things have become impartational vessels is because you have gates that can open doors to these things to come in your life, to come into your life, which is confirmed in Mark chapter four, verses one through thirty-three, which I will discuss in part three. I mean, I'm sorry, part two, correlating to First Samuel chapter sixteen. When it talks about Paul, but I needed to first to give you the understanding of what the the Holy Spirit and evil spirit cannot dwell amongst each other, not even in the same space of each other. Now ask yourself: Does your life and your life and the way you live, how you respond to people, what leadership you're under, and you as a supposedly child of Yahweh replicate the image of God? Does these things? And yourself operate in the image of God? Do you operate in the fruit of the Spirit? Can you listen to things and be like, no, that's not it? Can you 
going to a place and the Holy Spirit like, eh, eh, you shouldn't be going there even before you get to the door. Or even if you're in the midst of something, can you, your Holy Spirit say, get out of there. It's not, you're not supposed to be there. Because if you really fully look at, look at your life and everything in it, it will answer the question, what spirit dwells within you? Thank you for listening to episode three of Evolution of Your True Self. I hope you got an understanding of what importation is and what it means to a believer and also of an unbeliever. Now, episode two will be described of how our importation really takes place and what it looks like. The Holy Spirit has graced me. Well, it's gracing me because I'm studying Saul um, and how... He was anointed a, a great king, sent by God. He was anointed by Samuel himself, who was sent by God. Which goes to show also that when you're a called, it's like passing the baton, anointing person and anointing uh, anointing another person called by God. But you have to be anointed in order to step into your calling, which I also am learning from. Uh, my pastor at Kingdom Full Tabernacle, stepping how you're supposed, how the process of stepping into your calling really works. So all the people are saying I'm prophets and prophetess and apostle. If God has not allowed somebody else to anoint you in their calling, physically and spiritually, mm-mm, you should not be taking a mic. You should not be on a podcast. You cannot be um, preaching. Um, in an atmosphere where the Lord is hasn't anointed and appointed you. Now, for myself, I'm stepping into, I'm in the process preparing to step into my calling. So, um, I had someone spoke over me. However, I have not yet been physically anointed. Once someone speaks over you in a true person, a, this is a true man of God. Hopefully, I'll get him to come on an episode uh, one day. Uh... But he has spoken, and the Lord has graced me to start this. I had the desire to please God. I have the desire to obey God, and I want people to do that by finding their true identity within themselves, which means that I'm appointed in this season of my life to do what I'm doing this way. Because once I get anointed, that's a whole nother ballgame that comes with it. Um, However, did I ever see myself doing this no however the lord has graced me to do this because i want people to break generational curses just as the lord helped me to do the same for my family that's why it's key to know what spirit dwells within you this is what i'm circling back this is why it's key to know what spirit is dwelling within your bloodline with what even you have to know because if you don't, you're going to live in this false identity and then you're going to get up to heaven like, Lord, um, I did this and this and this. He's going to say, depart from me because you were operating in the things of Satan, even intentionally, blindly, unknowingly, whatever you want to call it. So I need to really I want you guys to really take a step back, sit in the presence of God, quietly get his word, quietly sit in his presence so he can reveal the things that need to be filled so you can purge the unrighteousness that's causing you to operate in the false identity, which the Lord has not created you to do. Now, you know, I leave a, a spoken word of Yahweh that you can that you should speak over your life as much as you can. 
speak the life over yourself with the word of God states Yahweh is only in the midst of those who are who are obedient to him Lord purge me of all unrighteousness that is causing your spirit not to dwell in me I'm gonna say that again Yahweh is only in the midst of those who are obedient to him Lord purge me of all unrighteousness that is causing your spirit not to dwell in me I am so thankful and gracious that the Lord is giving me understanding myself of this. But I will see you. I don't know why I always say see you. I hope you are was blessed by this episode and I will see you next episode. Have a good week. Be blessed and try not to allow the things of this world, the troubles of life to consume you because you serve a powerful and mightiful God that will, is for you. He loves you, and he will do anything and for any of his children that are obedient to him. Remember, go to Abba. Go to God about everything. Because he got your back no matter what. Be blessed.